Welcome to Reynolds Wrap, the positive and practical podcast. We want to encourage you through spiritual insight from God's Word to maintain an authentic Christian life. Welcome back to the Reynolds Wrap podcast. I'm so glad you have tuned in to join us today for this program. Got some great stuff I want to share with you today, and I appreciate those of you who continue to come back week after week and listen to um, the exclusive content that's only here on the Reynolds Wrap podcast and also sharing it with your friends. Uh, Be sure to subscribe on uh, YouTube. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. I've been working really hard on the Reynolds Wrap studio, and so we can get uh, these podcasts uh, put online through the video and then also on um, on various podcast sites. But I'm so glad that you're here today. I've got some stuff lined up I want to talk to you about uh, that deals with spirituality, and I hope that it'll be a blessing to you. So I've been thinking about as we come back to services soon and begin to try to reintegrate (laughs) to our churches where we've been worshiping in homes for so long, how we're going to react. What can we do to kind of get ready to bring the atmosphere, at least from my consideration, we've had a pretty positive atmosphere at home. Um, The boys and I have uh, been able to do some unique things, just kind of let you know what we do is uh, we have our service very early in the morning. Um, we, I make communion bread or we, we get communion bread and um, we, we have our own juice. I buy a pretty good sized container of uh, grape juice. Each of us get our own glass and we really take the Lord's Supper like I've never done it before. Um, when we commune together, we, we just take our time. We talk about it. I, I always read a passage of scripture and then we just kind of go through and discuss it and how it impacts us. And we, every single week, talk about Jesus's uh, death. And I think it's really, really good for us, spiritually speaking, to do that. And um, if we've had guests here or if we've, you know, been able to, to be around some other people, we, we take even more time to talk about the things we talked about in previous weeks. So it's almost like you pick back up where you left off. And so it's been, it's been very beneficial to us. And we've stayed fairly positive. Um, it's been a long time since the boys and I have been able to just sit down and just focus on nothing but spiritual stuff. And I find it easier for us to do it very early in the morning before the sun comes up. Even, um, the first week we did it, we, we went until the sun came up and, uh, and then at, um, nine 30, of course we have our, uh, services, uh, with Summerdale, our class, and then the worship at 10. So, um, and I go through that again. So it's almost like I'm getting two, uh, services, but, I wonder what it's going to be like for you and for for others that are are trying to move past this being in our homes and being kind of isolated to finally getting to be back into general population. I I maybe I'm wrong, but I fear that there might be a little bit of hesitancy in the first week or two because people are going to be still kind of afraid whether or not they should get out with germs. There'll probably be people with masks and gloves and all that stuff. But for the most part, a lot of us will will be so excited we won't be able to we won't even be, can contain ourselves. We'll be so excited to be back together with the church family. I did a Zoom meeting uh, last night with uh, about eighteen of our church members, and um, which is not a big number, but it was more than I thought we would get for the first time. And uh, we're going to do it again next week. So there's lots of things we're doing to kind of stay connected. 
But when we get back to the building and we begin to try to, you know, move forward, what what are some things we can do to really help the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere of the church? So I came up with about four or five things that I think we could do to remain positive. And, and these are great for now, too, but especially as we move towards um, being back at the building and getting our hearts ready for that combined worship service. Uh I think that this has the potential to be one of the greatest revivals in modern history because people are, I think a lot of people like me are, we miss our church family, but we've been able to focus, you know, we're going on seven or I think it's eight weeks, eight weeks of quarantine. Um, So we're, we're going to be ready. I mean, it'd probably be 10, 13 weeks before this is, before we have an opportunity to assemble with the church family. And when we do, I think, I think that it has the potential to be extremely positive, a revival-like atmosphere where we're back together and we can't can't wait for the next assembly. And um, hopefully, it won't impact um, the church attendance. I hope that it'll be even better, be stronger. We'll come back more effective. So there are some things I think we can do, and I want to start with the fact that when we come back together, we need to pray that there is a spirit of joy among the men and women of God, among our children, among all of us, there is a tremendous spirit of joy. You know, I see uh, in Acts 8, there's a story about an Ethiopian eunuch that is converted and Philip, you know, goes and he teaches him. He basically climbs up on the chariot and reads scripture with him. And as this concludes, the that he preached unto him, Jesus, we don't know what all that entails. It had to have entailed some kind of a study about the resurrection, because he then says, here's water, what hinders me from being baptized? And so obviously baptism must have been a part of the conversation. And so he gets down off the chariot, he baptizes him in the desert, which is really cool because there's probably very few oases nearby. So they baptize this guy, and then it says he goes on his way rejoicing. Do you remember that? He goes on his way rejoicing. Um, Philippians 4 and verse 4, Paul's under quarantine. You know, he's in prison. And when he gets an opportunity to write a message to a church that needs some hope, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And I think that's, man, we need that. When we come out of quarantine, we need to be full of joy. And when our when our, our congregation gets back together as we assemble together, all of us, if we have that spirit of joy, it's just going to spread like wildfire. I mean, a happy person, a joyful person cannot help but express their joy and their happiness. They cannot help it. It's impossible to contain. It's like telling a mom and dad after the baby's born, you can't smile, you can't laugh, you can't, you know, you can't show any expression whatsoever. That, that's that's impossible. When the child is born, they can't wait to show that child off. And we need to have a spirit that is so full of joy and enthusiasm and zeal and excitement that you could not contain it. The devil's going to hate it. It's going to be the worst Sunday in history for him. We need to have that joy. I mean, it needs to resonate. And when we get back together, people are going to go, man, that church down there, they are so full of joy. They're so, there's nothing but rejoicing. I mean, we're talking already about what we're going to do that first service. Songs we're going to sing, sermon that's going to be preached, um, fellowship meal. That's awesome. We need a spirit of joy. Another thing, second thing, is if we have that joy, it's going to bring together the spirit of excitement. And I mean by that, I mean not just happiness 
I'm talking about pure exhilaration. We, you know, a lot of times I've been to church services before where you go and you sit down and all the songs are funeral songs. You know, it's all about death and dying and sadness and and crying and, you know, and then the scripture reading is real slow and the preacher's just kind of stumbling through the outline that, you know, he's preached seven times and you're pretty sure he's preached it here twice. I knew a preacher once, this is a story that I, 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 I he tells, so I'm assuming it's correct. He preached the same sermon three weeks in a row before he realized that he had the same outline. Look, if you're if you're in a church and your preacher preaches the same sermon three weeks in a row and you don't know it, something's really wrong. Everybody's checked out. They're sleeping. They're heavily medicated that morning. I don't know, but there needs to be a spirit of excitement when we come together. I mean, I I am assuming that if our heart is right and we assemble, there's going to be some tears shed. You know, it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about the family of God and we're going to talk about heaven and we're going to talk. I mean, the early church was filled with that kind of excitement. They wanted to meet every single day. I wonder how many churches are going to have trouble getting the doors locked that Sunday because people are going to show up 30 minutes early and stick around all afternoon because they can't wait to get together and talk and visit and see how people are doing. Um, So there needs to be a spirit of excitement. Another one, the third thing, is just to be positive. You know, I, I try to, the reason why I do this podcast is to bring some positive energy, some zeal and enthusiasm to you. And I know we talk about some tough stuff from time to time, but the goal of doing this is because I, I get tired of scanning the dial and, you know, going through my podcast list and hearing so many just dreary, sad, sappy you know, podcasts about how your life, you know, you need to do better and you need to lose weight and you need to do this and you're not as cool as this guy and you're not as smart as that guy and you don't have as money as that woman. And, you know, it's, it's just like, I don't want to know about all that stuff. What I want to know is how much God loves me. I want to know what I need to do to get more in line with the will of God. I want to know about spiritual things. And I think that that spirit of positivity, okay, should resonate in the church when we get back together. We should be, as I said, full of joy, full of enthusiasm, excitement, and just being positive. We think way too negatively. And and I think that the energy of people is going to change. And I apologize, my seat's kind of squeaky here. I think there's going to be a positive change among the people of God because we'll finally have turned off the news and got back to the building where we're, you know, there's this 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 positive energy. Negative energy can, go back and listen to the podcast I did on negative communication. Negative energy spreads faster than positive. Negative, bad news always spreads more frequently. In fact, we're, we're quick to assume that when we hear bad news, it's automatically correct. Uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody told me something that had been said um, that was completely wrong, not even close to the realm of possibility. And it had been told to several people. And I, I may have mentioned this in that podcast. I've talked to uh, people about it independently. And, you know, it's so sad when somebody tries to spread things that are lies. How do you fix that? Well, sometimes you just need to ignore it. It'll People will figure it out. They'll, they'll learn the truth. You don't have to go out and defend yourself or defend others. Um, you know, if it comes up in conversation, you can say that's a lie. But so much negative information is out there, that's what people feed on. And the devil uses that to spread fear among the people of God. 
So we don't need negativity. We need positivity. I did in that Zoom meeting last night, I talked to our church family about Philippians 4, 8, 9, about filling our mind with good things. We need that positive energy. Get away from all that negative garbage. Another thing is this, this idea of faithfulness, a spirit of faithfulness. Now we get a, we get a clean slate. All right. Some people who had missed church, some, some people who hadn't been reading their Bibles a lot or praying a lot. You know, it's interesting. Every single Christian man has suddenly turned into a preacher, you know, because, you know, you have to, you have to speak to your family and you have to, um, you know, prepare the communion and you have to, you know, encourage your family to get up and watch the services online, you know, so you, you almost become every, every household has become its own church family, its own congregation. And we are now going to have a chance to get the reset button to say, okay, we get back together. How are we going to continue that? Are we going to take every Sunday seriously? Are we going to be faithful? Are we going to have loyalty to Jesus and to his church? I mean, it's one thing to attend assemblies, which we're going to do. Hopefully everybody will go back to church just like they were before and others who haven't been will come. But beyond that, how can we use this time to to work on our own heart to be more faithful, to be more dedicated to the cause of Christ. You know, if you've read your Bible a lot now, are you going to stop once the quarantine's over? You know, when you get your family together around the dinner table or around the living room to watch a church service, are you going to be faithful in in taking them to services that next Sunday as a group? What are you going to do to make sure that your family is headed towards heaven? Where's the loyalty? Where's the faithfulness? I mean, we, we faithfully attend church services. We faithfully get engaged in, in uh, work and in ministry. There's going to be all kinds of things that are available to do. I mean, we're already talking about Vacation Bible School and Titus Camp and things like that that are going to be going um, nonstop. I mean, all summer, hopefully, we'll be busy, busy, busy. Where's your faithfulness? You know, I've heard congregations say that they may have to close their doors because people have not given to the church work uh, as they used to because there's no collection. We try to fix that at Summerdale. We do PayPal, you know, we, we set up times where people can drop off their offerings or uh, stuff like that. Some churches are doing direct deposit, direct withdrawal, stuff like that. We When we get back together, there ought, that ought to be the biggest collection we've ever taken <laughs> when we assemble that Sunday. Our hearts ought to be set towards faithfulness, loyalty. We cheerfully are going to give back. And, you know, I think about Revelation 2 and verse 10, he's speaking to a church that's struggling and hurting, and he says, be faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life. If we want to be faithful, we're faithful every day, not just in quarantine, but every day after, to keep putting our focus on the things that really matter. How much time have you spent with your family? How much time have you spent in your house working or on your garden or whatever you're doing? I mean, t- how much time have you spent on those specific things? And I'm sure in those projects, it's good, and you're doing great stuff, but... It's now time to keep a focus on things that are most important. And the very most important thing is that I myself am faithful to the Lord and my family is faithful to the Lord if I want to gain that crown of life. Loyalty, faithfulness demands us to put Christ first. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33, and all these things will be added to you. That's where things really are important. I'll give you an example, and I'm going to put a plug in here because I think that I think it's necessary. From time to time, I'll mention the work that we do with Getting to Know Your Bible, which is part of the ministry at Somerdale Church of Christ. 
And Billy has his own podcast. They're awesome. You need to check them out. Getting to Know Your Bible or gettingtoknowyourbible.com. We offer free Bible correspondence courses to people. And if you're struggling trying to learn the Bible during this quarantine, we still got some weeks left, you know, go to gettingtoknowyourbible.com and and enroll in a free Bible course. It doesn't cost you anything. We even take care of the postage. I mean, so you go and you take these Bible courses and you learn scripture and you memorize. I mean, you ought to come out of this more faithful and more dedicated than ever before. And then the church family will be the same. Another thing too, and I know we, we've dealt with this in a uh, podcast 13, that is love, a spirit of love. I've heard people talk about how they miss giving hugs and handshakes and, you know, being able to be together as the church family. We ought to have a spirit of love so much. I mean, we're going to have so much embracing. It's going to probably take 20 minutes before we can settle people down for church to start. But um, we were open the doors early, I guarantee you. Uh, But there needs to be love. I mean, genuine love to be so excited to be back together. The spirit if the spirit of love is seen in every individual, it's going to be seen as a collective group. And I, I hesitate to say, but you ask a community, what do you know about the church up the road? What do you know about that church? And they may say, well, you know, they're kind of contentious or they've divided a few times or they had a preacher that did this and that, or there, there's a friend I used to have that went there and he was just no good, whatever. When people talk about the church in your community, they ought to say that's the most loving group of people. And I've had people ask me, is it possible to change the atmosphere? Absolutely. I've been at places where we've done it. Is it possible to change the image in the community? Yes. It may take 10 years to do it. But yes, you can change the image of your church in your community. You have an opportunity through things like this to be doing giveaways. There's a church up the road here. And I'm not going to mention its name because it's a denominational church. But every Thursday they give out free lunches. Sack lunches, you know, it may be a hot dog, it may be a sandwich, it may be, but you know, pulled pork, barbecue, um, hamburgers. That, like I said, they did hot dogs, uh, peanut butter and jelly, you know, ham and cheese. I don't know how many people do peanut butter and jelly anymore because there's so many peanut allergies. But they have a, they have a sack lunch every single Thursday, and you have a couple hours to come and pick it up. There are other churches that are just drive by giving away a toilet paper, you know. There's there, and. It's just really neat to see how people have responded uh, to the crisis itself. You still, we have an opportunity to change the image of our congregations to be more welcome. I mean, we ought to be advertising on the radio and on television that, you know, when we assemble back together, we can't wait. You know, Ken, our minister, and several other ministers in our area have been on television with one of our local stations. And um, it's just two minutes, I think or maybe it's a minute that they get, and just to be positive and insert some positive energy to say, hey, when this is over with, we're going to unite together, we're going to be focused on things that are spiritual, and so come and be a part of our fellowship. When this type of love is present, there's true kindness. Okay, go back to the Old Testament for a minute. In Genesis, remember how it says, and there's a reason why Moses writes it like this, Every seed according to its kind, fish according to its kind, birds according to its kind, wild beasts according to its kind, everything according to its kind, 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 kind. What about man? He says, man, I need you to procreate. That's mankind. 
when we show kindness, that is supposed to be a, a uniquely human nature to care for all things. Our kind was created to tend and keep the garden, to take care of the earth. That's just the bottom line. And to take care of one another, to be procreate, to fill the earth and spread the good news. That's our kind. When you show kindness, what is what, what image are we created in? What? The image of God, right? We're made and created in the image of God. All right. So kindness includes spirituality. It includes everything within us that is positive and loving and good that God has placed there that we often want to cover up or neglect. Kindness is necessary. Kindness means inviting someone into your circle to be a part of your family. Several of the worship services we've had here and Bible studies at my house. Don't worry, we've kept it at the minimum uh, and practice social distancing. But as we've done it, <clears throat> we've had visitors. And they have become a part of our, our family, our circle. And we show kindness. That's why hospitality is such an important thing. It's a virtue in the New Testament church. They were hospitable. We don't invite people into our homes anymore. You know, we don't. We, we meet at a restaurant. There's something about being in your circle, having people gather together in your home. And along with that spirit of love, you have the kindness, you have friendliness, there's, there's cheerfulness, there's compassion, there's involvement. You get people, you know, organized. And I think this is a great time when we come back together to think about the things that really matter. There's a lot of stuff that we've been arguing about that just did not matter at all. You know, we think about churches that have split over what color the pews are going to be. You didn't even sit in them for two months. You know, I mean, we, we argue about what songbook we're going to use. We hadn't even had a songbook in two months. Um, we argue about the song leaders. People say, oh, the song leader's too slow, or he sings songs I don't know, whatever. We haven't even had a song leader, you know. There's things like that that hopefully we're going to be redirected with our priorities, and, and there's going to be compassion. There's going to be love. There's going to be, you know, this excitement. And I think that we we can work on this now. I think that we need to start right now praying for the church assembly when we come back together. I think we need to start praying right now. God, on that Sunday, when we come back together, I pray that it just brings revival to your people. I think we need to be praying that, right? In fact, let's do that. Let's just pray right now, all right? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've given us. We thank you for being a blessing to us. We thank you for giving us strength and courage. We thank you for helping us through difficult times, never leaving our side, promising to always be with us, to never forsake us. We pray boldly to you, Lord, that when the church assembles again, it will be a service like never before. It will progress through not just one service, but several weeks, months, and even years where your people will be revived, that there'll be a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, that there will be a drive, a zeal, a passion for lost souls to come in and be a part of your family. We pray for this spirit the spirit that will bring growth, we know, individually and collectively. We pray for it to be present among your people. And as this revival begins, Lord, we pray that you will let it start with me, with you. Lord, we pray every listener will be revived and ready to spend the rest of their lives focused and dedicated on things that really matter. 
Thank you for Jesus. And thank you for his death on the cross for us. Help us to think every day of how good he is, how good you are, and what we can do to show that goodness to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every single day we need to be praying. Praying not only for those that are affected by the virus, affected by quarantine, the, the solitude that is going to bring people you know, down to depression and sadness and heartache. We need to pray that all of that is melted away. And as soon as things start returning back to normal, it's going to be a new normal. We're going to begin to share. We're going to begin to care and show compassion. And we're going to have a spiritual vibe within the church that cannot be quenched. The devil is going to have to get back on his heels. He's up against the ropes because God's church, the Lord's church, God's people are going to be coming out of this re-energized and refocused. We're going to be thinking about all kinds of things that we can do to further the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, I'm praying for it. And I'm not just praying for it with a mustard seed worth of faith. I believe that it can happen. And I believe that, that, and I'm not just saying this because I'm saying it. I'm sure there are other people saying it too. I hope my voice is just blending with many others. That I believe good things are going to come from this tragedy. I do believe it. I do believe Romans 8, 28. I know there's a lot of heartache and sadness and suffering and anxiety and depression, but I'm telling you, the good is going to far outweigh the bad because we're coming out of this thing. It's not going to last forever. And I'll tell you another thing that before we close that's, that's got me thinking about, and we may do a whole podcast on this, is about heaven. You know, I can't wait. This is what my anticipation is. You know, like just like I can't wait to see people at church, I can't wait to see people in heaven. I can't wait to see my mom again. My grandparents again. I can't wait to see. I had I had three siblings that died before I was born. I want to see them. I have a son that's in heaven. I, I can't wait to see him. There's a lot of people that, that that spirit, that energy that I have waiting for our church family is just the beginning. I can't wait to get to heaven where that great homecoming is, where God's finally going to take away all the pain and the sadness and the crying and the depression. He's going to wipe all of that away. And we're going to have the greatest homecoming, the greatest revival ever in history of the world, because in heaven, it's going to be eternal. Everybody that has lived right is going to be there. I mean, this it's going to be amazing. So this anticipation for the church our anticipation for heaven is even greater. Let that be your focus for this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Again, go and check out rayreynoldsrap.com. It got, it's got links to all the podcasts, all the blogs, all the great stuff. Thank you for being a listener. Share it. Like it. Um, you know, Favorite it on your podcast station. And I hope that you'll join us again soon. I, I know God is going to bless you. We thank you so much for tuning into today's broadcast. Hope that you'll follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Keep coming back for original content on these podcasts and share them with your friends and loved ones. We also want to encourage you if you have any questions or want to direct something towards me, uh, any possible topics coming up in the near future you'd like for me to cover, you can write us at rayreynoldsrap at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day. And we want to encourage you to maintain an authentic life in Christ Jesus.